peace. Welcome back to With My Killer Tape at episode 151. In this episode, I bring in a new guest, the big homie April. And we are going to do an overview of the novella Ring Shout by P. DeJelly Clark. It's going to be the first of many. Um, and this one we was able to do in person. So this was actually really dope instead of over the phone. So shout out to her. So you might want to read the book before you listen to this podcast. But if you have... Check it out. Killer Tape at, B. Peace party people, welcome back to another episode of Where My Killer Tape At. And today we're going to be talking about uh, Jelly's Clark Ring Shout, a really dope historical fiction book that you should be checking out. And it was recommended to me by Connelly, April. How you doing, April? Wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, just real quick, my first question is, how did you come across this book? Um, it was at random. Okay. I was doing a little search of some historical fiction. And it popped up, and I the cover captivated me. Okay, okay. Um, so I was like, I, yo, I got to read this. And then I read the little, you know, synopsis or whatever. So I said, yep. And cool. it was a heavy eater. Yeah, it was a dope book. Because I've read, me and my old book club, we read his other book, um, which is uh, The War Drum. I can't remember the name of it, but it was really good. Somebody stole my copy. You know who you are. You have my copy. You have not returned it to me. You haven't even told me whether you liked it or not. I can see if you read it, and then you was like, oh, I don't like it, or I, or I hated it, or I enjoyed it, whichever. Because I feel like and, and when I say steal, people think that they came into my house while I was sleeping and took it. No, I loaned it to that person. They didn't return it, and that's stealing in my book. So, um, And I know people keep telling me, to stop loaning out books because over the years I've had books that I've loaned out and no one has returned to me. I'm currently working on the top 10 books about hip hop you should read. And I realize that many people have stolen my copies. Someone stole my Jeff Chang's The People's History of Hip Hop. So I'm really mad about that. That book is called The Black God's Drums. The Black God's Drums. There you go. Really, we read that and we read that pre-pandemic too. So that's why, um, you know, everything during the pandemic was... So what made you just recommend? What made you decide to recommend it to me to read? To you? Yeah, because you you was like you should read this book. Because recognizing your character and how you are, okay, I figured you would enjoy okay. it. Okay, I couldn't recommend it to many people. But I enjoyed it. You though. for sure. I enjoyed it. Like as soon as I opened up the first couple pages, I was like, I'm in, I'm in. So, um, just really real quick, we're gonna do a quick synopsis of the book. The book the book takes place right after World War One. Um, during the release of Birth of a Nation, yeah. which is, if you don't know what that movie is right by now, then I don't know where you've been at. And don't confuse it with the new Birth don't, of a Nation. The new Birth of a Nation, yes, yeah. yes. That's About like Matt a Matt Turner, that's a, that's a different, different thing. Totally different thing, yep. Yeah. So so back in, um, I want to say it was 1918, D.W. Griffith, which I'm going to say this. If you are a film major, 
in any university in the United States, you have to watch that movie as part of like well, yeah, it's part of your they curriculum. They praised the film for the way it was made mm-hmm. because it was the, the first major film of its time exactly. to feature you know the kind of I don't know the artistry of it, but the message was trash. But the artistry of it, that's what they praised. There was a lot of, there's a lot of action in it. There's a lot of, um, for example, there's a lot of scenes with a lot of horses. Yeah. And that was never done before mm-hmm. with that many horses. And there's a lot of action scenes with a lot of people that have never been done before. It's usually the villain and the hero yeah. and the dancer in distress. But so with his time and then the way it was released, you know, like it had full like promotion by everyone, even President Woodrow Wilson did a screening at the White House. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I appreciated the fact that um, Clark uses that as like a prop. Well, it was propaganda back then, mm-hmm. but he uses it for propaganda for the Ku Kluxes. Ku Kluxes. Ku Kluxes. Am I saying that right? Yeah. So we have the Ku Klux Klan, but they have these mystical beings, these monsters called the Ku Kluxes mm-hmm. that can shape shift. And they are the ones behind the propaganda of the Ku Klux Klan. So. Clark is using this as saying that white people are the, the hate and the race, the, the hate, the hatred they have of black people. The Ku Klux uses it as like a life force to take over the world and they control yeah. white people. Yeah, basically. So, so we have um, the main character. Uh, let me get to it. You remember the name of the main character's Maurice name? Maurice Boudreaux. Maurice Boudreaux. Yeah. Uh, Sadie, and Chef. Yeah. Um, who's your favorite character out of everybody? Real quick. My favorite, well, you know, my favorite character is the main the character. The main character. Maurice is my favorite character uh, because she's very well developed. Mm-hmm. And I can identify with some of her difficulties as far as her grief and things of that nature. So I really took a liking to her. But I also really like Sadie. I like I like Chef. I like her spot. I like I like mm-hmm. Chef because um, she fought World War I. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Harlem Hellfighters, right? Yeah. The Harlem Hellfighters, the 369th, yeah. right? Um, in World War One, which they were called, but they, you know, I was. It's funny because I first learned about the Hunter Hellfighters a long time ago, and when I learned about it, they said the Germans gave them that name. Oh. But now they're saying that there's no, there's no actual record of Germans saying that they were Hellfighters, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I, I remember reading where the, the Germans were saying, you know, these guys are really kicking our butts. They're giving us hell. So hence, hence the name Hellfighters. But I'm gonna go find that because I'm pretty sure that that's true. But um, I actually wrote that down um, in my notes. Okay. Because I was like, "Oh, that sounds lit!" Like mm-hmm. I have to look it up. There's a book. I know, I know it's historical fiction. Yeah. But I was like, a lot of this stuff, you know, yeah. is based in fact. So I was like, "Is that you know? I gotta look that up. That's a real thing." Mm-hmm. So it's, well, 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 let me just say this: outside of the fantastical parts of the book and the characters, mm-hmm. everything else is That's everything what I else is, is because weird. they were mentioning like, stuff, and I was like, "Hold on!" Like mm-hmm. it was it. I really enjoyed it. You know, the ring shout, like all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, ring shout, I know all, all that, that stuff. All that stuff is real. Like, so yeah. I was like, oh, I want to do further research in the nonfiction aspects of mm-hmm. the book because I actually learned quite a bit, you know, from reading that I didn't know um, before, even though it's a fictional book. I yes. So that's why I like reading. Yeah, so so again, just the, the main characters yeah, are, are fictional, everything else. It, you know, even Woodrow yeah. Wilson, even Stone oh, yeah. Mountain in Georgia. Yes. They used to burn crosses every up there. Name, every yeah. name that was mentioned, I wrote it down if I didn't previously know it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew about the, you know, Woodrow Wilson stuff and whatever, but yeah. I didn't know about Stone Mountain. Yeah. So I was like, 
let's go. So it's it's a really prequel to some things that I'm going to venture into myself. That's cool. That's cool. And and, and I guess that's another reason why you recommended it because you know my, my my bachelor's is in history. I knew so you was like, yeah. So as soon as I, like I said, as soon as I opened it up, mm-hmm. um, so so our main character Maurice, um, she's like this warrior. She's given this sword, yeah, right, that can kill the Ku Kluxes with no problem, yeah, right. Um, and she's been fighting them for a while, yeah. And and Nana Jean is kind of like her her general, yeah. right. She's head of the ring shout. She's in charge. Which I thought it was dope because she's a matriarch, and we know that a lot of slave rebellions. Throughout the throughout the diaspora, were led by women, yeah. or they were spiritual figures. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that Clark and a lot of African nations yes. are, are matriarchal. Matriarchal, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. With the lineages through the well, the, the matrilineal, yeah, not matriarchal, matrilineal, yeah, matri- matrilineal, lineal, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like Let's where the go. where the you know the, the, the lineage go. is counted through the pen, through, through the female, through the female, yes, yes. yes. So, so, so I was yeah. like, yeah, this is this is. This is legit. This mm-hmm. is right up my alley. Now, Sadie, you mentioned Sadie, so that I was like the second Sadie. best. Why did you like Sadie? I like Sadie because her's funk. Okay. Like okay. I like I like Sadie. Well, of course, she did have to um, die, but unfortunately, Sadie, I liked. Um, I liked. And that's a spoiler alert, yo. Yeah. A spoiler alert. Sorry about that. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I like the it's duality cool. of her. Like she, she really. She could look one-sided, but she really wasn't. And I liked how she was, like, open to knowing new things. Mm-hmm. Like, she knew stuff, but, like, she wasn't staunch on her beliefs. And when she learned something new in the book, she was like, oh. And my favorite part was the one when she was, like, um, you know, when they was having that conversation about uh, white people and their lineage and black people and their lineage. And she was like, oh, oh they yeah. just, you know, white. You know what? So I was like. That was a funny. It was very, it was very interesting. That was a funny comical yeah. moment for me. Like, yeah. Very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know like she's she's also based off of, of a real character, a black woman who shot rifles, and I can't mm-hmm. remember her name for the life of me, who traveled around the country, at, you know, um, through mm-hmm. various black communities and mm-hmm. did her thing, right? So, and I know there was a character like that in um that Netflix show, um, The Heart of They Fall. There's a character like that where she's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so it's kind of like yeah, so. So I think I liked her too, but I know um, me and Chef, I, that's who I, I kind of like. I knew you would like yeah, Chef. I, I knew Chef. that would be your yeah, favorite I character. character. I, yep. I knew it. Yeah, so that she, she stood out to me. So mm-hmm. so there is a spoiler, and I was hoping, because I was hoping there'll be like, I'm hoping there's a sequel, and I was hoping to see all three of them again, like, because mm-hmm. they make a good team. Like, Yeah. Dang, I'm sorry for letting that out. No, this, no you're good. I mean, because this, <laughs> this book has been out for a while, and okay. I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like that it should we, you know, we should say those parts of the story because we get into it. But um, and and then what I've learned too is that, with the exception of Marvel movies, um, to me it doesn't matter what happens at the end. This is the journey. Like what what oh, gets yeah. me? Oh yeah. What gets me there? Right. Mm-hmm. So like you can see a movie like, uh, this is a horrible example. Like the Titanic, you know that they all die at the end. Yeah. But you kind of want the, the journey. Like how do we go from A to Z? I get it. You know. What I don't I mean? mind things being spoiled because I'm gonna watch it anyway. I hear or you. Read it anyway. So, you know, well, I, well, the Marvel movies I do have it, but anything else. But with books, I don't because it's kind of like, again, the journey. He takes mm-hmm. you to the journey. So, so here's here's my one question before we get into like the synopsis of it all. Okay. Like, because I know I did see I did see the the cover a long time ago, mm-hmm. and the cover threw me off. So the cover is if you and if you haven't had a chance to see it, if you guys Google it, it's a clan mask and the eyes have teeth in it. Right, and it has a black person's hands holding up 
um, and holding like like in praise in the air, yeah. right? The ring shot, right? Um, that I'm always afraid of reading something and then having to read through racial violence, right? Seeing it is one thing, you know, like like seeing it seeing it is one thing, but reading it takes you to a different place. Mm -hmm. So aren't weren't you worried about that? Because I was worried about that when I first seen it years ago. I was like, I'm good. No, actually, because in the whatever I read, it said they were fighting Ku Kluxes. Okay. And I said, okay, okay I'm in. Like, as long as we fighting, right? I said, as long as we fighting. Yeah, as, long yeah. as, as long as we fighting, I'm cool with that. I I understand like the imagery. Sometimes it's 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 traumatic. Yes, it's yes. definitely traumatic, and it makes me feel all these emotions. But with this particular book, I was like, yeah, I got to. And I was worried that, like, I would turn the page and be like, oh, somebody's getting about to get lynched. And you're just like, but that didn't happen. No. You know? It was, you know, it was like maybe a flash of it, you know, in the trauma of the characters. But it wasn't, it wasn't at the focus of the whole story. I like stories like that. Yeah, yeah. So, like. We, we focus on the person mm -hmm. versus the trauma and how they overcome it or learn to cope with it. You know, so I, you know, when I saw the cover, I was like, mm-hmm. And then it was like, monsters. I was like, yep, definitely <laughs> You know, I, I was in that mindset, like, yep, I'm reading this. So, I don't know, it just jumped out to me. And, it was, and it's the best. And I wish uh, <clears throat> you wrote another book like that was, because the ending of the book, is pointing towards another battle. Like a sequel. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like a sequel. yeah. And I was like, dang, it's not another one. Yeah, so, yeah. But he's saying, I mean, he probably will have another one coming out. I hope you so. Know, so, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm hoping that, yeah. for it. Like, I'm really looking forward to it, actually, so. So, here's, here's the story. We have these three characters. The main character is Maurice. She's the protagonist. Again, yeah. she's the one, she's the one that carries the burden because she has to carry that sword. She's the yeah. one worthy of carrying the sword to fight the Ku Klux business. She's employed two of her, two cronies, um, one is Sadie and one is Chef, and they travel throughout the South trying to stop these Ku Kluxes that keep coming into our realm. They're from a different realm, mm -hmm. um, and they 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 come through here and they utilize the Ku Klux Klan as their soldiers, and also they use the energy from the hate that white people give to become stronger. Yeah, and that's how they're able to be you know strong and maybe so many of them. Um, so in it, she learns of a plot where she really can't stop it. Mm -hmm. Right, and she learns that her her origin story is actually tied to the so Ku Klux to the Ku Kluxes, yeah. And the main villain is like, "Hey, you're one of us. Like, you should come over to our side, right?" And um, so she has to figure out. She 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 learns that she can't just fight them. Like, fighting them is not going to win. That she has to find other allies in this battle. So she has to find some other monsters who are even worse mm -hmm. than the Ku Kluxes. Um, and they actually, when they when they capture her, they realize she's very interesting. Like she's a very interesting human. Yeah. You know. So that I thought part of the book got me. I like that part of the book. And and I wanted to point out that those monsters. I can't remember the name of those monsters. The night doctors. The night doctors. Mm -hmm. That was actually a story that um, because what we know during you know the, the the slaves were kept in the different quarters, and a lot of times they were kidnapped, mm -hmm. right? For various reasons, yeah. right? Um, everything from rape to torture to experiments mm -hmm. to all kinds of stuff. And these are the stories that were told. Like, the night doctors are coming, right? That's why we got to stay together and be together and pay attention instead of going off on our own. So they that comes from a 
a real thing. Yeah. Um, and of course, Clark uses that imagery to see other villains out there, right? So I thought that was, it actually was very scary. Like, it was very, very scary. Uh, like, yeah. It like, was, as soon as that tree, opened, like, appeared out of nowhere, opened up, I was like, whoa, we getting into something. And how the trees were, like, uh, organic. They had, yeah, like, organs, and they yeah, were, like, 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 yeah. Like, breathing, moving things, like, oh, God, are you tripping? Yeah, yeah. She sees this person with, like, who got a blindfold on, like, and then when he takes it off, he don't have no eyes. Like, this is, this is, yes. like, nightmare stuff. But, you know, I was like, well, and then when... Um, they talked about the dissection or whatever they were, you know, doing and how she could feel everything. I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, is she is she a goner? But she wasn't. She but wasn't. I, yeah. But yeah. I was just like, I felt like I felt like those were things like they it was in, in part of your imagination. Like mm-hmm. they messed with your mind. Yeah. They weren't really dissecting your organs. They were yeah. dissecting memories of yeah. your mind, right? Could, so yeah, I could see that. I could mm-hmm. I could like imagine that. You know how in the movies they have like these flashes and someone's dreaming yeah, and stuff yeah. is happening, but it's really all in their in mind, mind and they're yes, like, yeah. I, was, I, had, I had that moment in my head when I was reading that. And I liked how they kind of made her confront her trauma, right? Like, because, you know, throughout the whole book, you're like, she's, mm-hmm. she's something she's hiding. And you know what got me? What? Is that she, the way she visualized her trauma was as her as a little girl. When it happened, maybe a few years back, and she was grown when it happened. When it happened you know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But she kept seeing herself as a little girl, you know, sort of trying to remove herself from this thing that happened to her not too long ago. Exactly. I was, I thought and she happened. and she blamed herself. Yeah. She blamed herself for yeah. all of that happened, even though there was really nothing she could do. Yeah. You know. So, and I think I think a lot of people can relate to that. A lot of times they feel helpless. Usually, when you're a child, mm-hmm. you feel helpless. So that was you're right. That was a good way for her to kind of like cope with yeah. that trauma, right? So yeah, I thought I thought that was interesting. That the night doctors found that interesting. It was like, hmm, what is this? And um, and then she was able to get her sword back. Yeah. And then they said that pain. Hmm. And it's funny about when they describe the type of hate. Yes. <laughs> that hate that's not warranted wasn't potent enough to suit their appetite. Oh my god. Oh my God! And and, and 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 here's the thing about that. The reason why I thought that was interesting. Shout out to Clark again. Is that that's what white people were afraid of. They were afraid that that at any given moment the slaves were going to wake up in the middle of the night and kill all of them because they they understood that yeah. their hate would have been justified. Yeah. You know, if, if they one day woke up like you know what we're going to revolt, right? Um, and they're even during emancipation, they it, were like, they were like, they're free now. Are they going to come back around? Literally the biggest fear. Yes. Literally, literally the, the biggest, biggest fear. fear. Yeah. And these people, all of their hatred is warranted. Mm-hmm. And they just might do what we did to them to us. us. That, tenfold. That's the biggest fear. Tenfold. Yeah, yeah tenfold. Yeah, yeah. And it and it and it kind of doesn't logically make sense that that's not what it is you know what i'm saying exactly so but it's not and i and i like the way the i like the way he describes it and he says that it's not the same thing like it's not the the villain the main villain he's just like we want we want this because we know we get this we know this like we're we've been doing this because it's easy it's It's easy easy to to infiltrate this hate to Mm -hmm. manipulate it because it's unwarranted it's not founded you know what i'm saying it catches on to everyone like wow well well the the racism we know that racism is illogical 
Yeah. Right? It, 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 it makes, racism makes absolutely no, no. sense. So that's what his point is. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah. But your hate yeah. makes Based way off of this sense. system of no sense yes. that has impacted your whole generation and community, yeah. it makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. If you were to form these ideologies in your mind mm -hmm. about these oppressors, right? But you don't. You're just like, we, we have to progress. We have to overcome it. And become the people who we are supposed to be. The wild part is, he was like, we just need you. Like, we just need you. This is a, you have enough hate and anger in that, in just one person that we can use. Like, you know, like, we just need but you. But they had to keep feeding yeah. on these, on these, yeah. you know, Ku Kluxes. Yeah. They, had, they had to keep feeding yeah. on these people with this illogical hate. And they like, we can just take one of you and be satisfied. Mm -hmm. Because the trauma she experienced, like, I was like, okay, it makes sense, but she was just, I, I don't, but you know what? No, I ain't gonna bring that up. No, yeah, because I was gonna say, I didn't understand the mouth things mm -hmm. until that, until that point. Yeah. Because he, the main character, the main villain, he when he took his clothes off, he had all these mouths on his body, and that's because he feeds on the hate. He feeds right? on the hate. Yeah, so that's what the mouths represent. Yeah. And he also spews out, like, lies. Mm -hmm. when, they were, when they were talking about the truth and the lie, and how sort of the lies disguise themselves as truth. Truth, yes, yes. Well, if many mouths are saying the same thing, even if it's a lie, people are going to believe it. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I took that as like a metaphor too. I didn't think so about like, like that. I was like, wow, like this, whew, this, this man is deep. Yes. I don't know if he did that on purpose yes. or not, but I was just, I was just really thinking like that. Sometimes the loudest voice is wrong, mm -hmm. and and people just go with it. Yep. You know, ninety percent confidence, yeah. right? You just need ninety percent confidence. For real. <laughs> I need to give me some of that. <laughs> but what were you gonna bring up? You said you didn't want to bring it up. Oh, I forgot it. Okay. Oh, dang. Mm -hmm. Dang. Would it, it had to do with what the the hate? Yeah, it had, it had to do with I don't know. I don't, I don't forgot. Like it had to do with like our situation. It was it was it was too it was doing too much. So that's why it left. <laughs> it left because it was. Doing but it's too but much. it's your interpretation. It was way too controversial. It, it's kind of like the mouth thing. Well, yeah. it. it it can't be more controversial than the idea that, because um, it still happens today that this kind of propaganda, like you see lately with the Jason Aldean video and his 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 country music song, I, well, I should say music song, about um, you know we'll run you out of this town, right? And he has imagery of of a courthouse where black people were lynched, right? And it and it's and people are. Loving it, and he's like, you know, you see the the, the band and everything, and then glorifying all this stuff, and it's kind of like the same thing as you know, birth of a nation, yeah, right? It was shown to people like this is a good thing, and it's still shown to this day as something that, uh, as a director or or writer, screenwriter, you should as kind of the things you have to aspire to, yeah. right? Um, you know, the, the the propaganda, right, that we see the propaganda, <laughs> the propaganda is. It's, it's crazy because a lot of the characteristics that are reflected on, you know, black people in general are not our true characteristics. It's like they're given, but it's really the characteristics of the oppressor in most cases. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when I when I read the excerpt in the book where she was where she was talking about the sword and where her sort of hate comes from, you know, or where her disdain comes from, it's, it's not the same as that kind of hate. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's not, it's not innate. I don't think it's innate in our culture 
to be hateful or vengeful. And I don't think she was. I don't think she was hateful. I think she took her trauma out on the yeah. Ku Kluxes. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. when you think about it, um, um, even to this day, we our community doesn't have places where we can direct our anger to. Yeah. Right. So especially back then, she couldn't say, "Hey, you know, white people, stop doing this to us. You guys are bad." She took out her her anger and frustration on the Ku Kluxes. That's why she was always ready to fight them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right here. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. It says, um, it says, we were hurt. Um, page 155. Okay. We were hurt. Not just me, all of us. Colored folks everywhere who carry our wounds with us, sometimes open for all to see, but always so much more buried and hidden deep. I remember the songs that came with all of those visions, songs full of hurt, songs of sadness and tears, songs pulsing with pain, a righteous anger. A cry for justice, but not hate. No, oh, I agree, hundred percent. I, so I agree. I'm like, you know, we we out here like, okay, we instead of, I guess sometimes we don't know, you know, how to take your anger out, but instead of like, I need to get back at these people who did this to me. Okay, it's like no, I need to. That's which is revenge. Yeah, mm -hmm. I need to take my people and forge a path that would be better for us in the exactly. long term. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was like, I was like. That, that's very deep because I, I would wonder when you learn about history as an African-American growing up, it's all messed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you have to like re-educate yourself from miseducation. It's just, and there's so many emotions that come with that. Come with that, yes. Because yes. you're yes. fighting against the ideology that has been embedded in you. Mm -hmm. And then you come up with, you, you go through all the stages of grief of what you thought. And then you explore these things and you're like, dang, I was fed a lie. Makes you angry. Makes you angry, yeah. And yeah. then... Eventually, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who does this, who's been through this. So, like, eventually you come to a realization. You're just like, how can we be better? How can we make it better? How can I help other people to sort of get out of this hole of miseducation? Instead of saying, how can I get back at mm -hmm. the people who did these lies? So, I, I feel like that's a, I, th I think that's more innate in black people than people realize. Oh, no, no. I think, I think, and I, and I think. I don't want to say this. I don't want to put it in broad strokes. So I think you have what's yeah, called right. You have what's called righteous indignation, yeah. right? Which is what we. So I think you have what's yeah, called right. You have what's called righteous indignation, yeah. right? Which is what we when you when you realize like oh snap this is not true, mm -hmm. right? You have righteous indignation. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. You have or righteous anger. Yeah, because you do have a right to be angry. Yeah. You have a right. If, if I lie to you, yeah. right? If I lie to you, you have a right to be angry at mm -hmm. me, right? And I think what happens, like you were saying, even when you go through the history, there's that trauma that comes with yeah. it. That all, it all comes back out in our DNA, right? It comes yeah. out in our DNA, right? Um, but I think, I think what most of us, and they, they, she says it, but I think what most of us are looking for is justice in some way not revenge because revenge yeah. and justice are two different things yeah right mm -hmm. justice well however that looks like yeah but i will say this most of us would rather just be left alone i agree you know what i'm saying like most yeah. of us most of us don't want to go into the street and march which is fine yeah most of us don't want to protest most of yeah. us don't want to walk out most of us don't want to say hey give me my give me my just do give me my 40 acres and mule most of us be like hey can you just leave me alone just and let me stop. and let like, me do my thing if i want to become out. a lawyer yeah. or a doctor mm -hmm. or if i want my kid to go to this school yeah. then just let me do my thing okay. and i think i think any oppressed people would say the same thing most mm -hmm. they will say just leave me alone let me do my thing right. 
Let me, let me, let me. Just stop. Like you, like you let it go. You let it go. And and, and, because it reminds me of like when I talk to a student and somebody's bullying them and I'm like, well, what what would you want me to do? They'll say, can you just have them leave me alone? I don't even want, I don't want nobody to get in trouble. Uh I just want to be left alone. And I'm like, man, that's, you know, like. Just tell them to stop. Just tell them to stop. Like just leave, have them leave me alone and I'm good. Mm -hmm. I don't want him to get in trouble. I don't want to call people's moms. I don't want to have a meeting with the principal. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to stop. And I'm like. That's how most people feel. Yeah. Some people want justice. Yeah. And there's a small few that be like, yo, I want to chop everybody's head off. Right? True. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I think she brings that up mm-hmm. because she's not really angry at, at them. She's more of a trauma that was caused yeah. in part by that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, righteous indignation is the the word that, that we want to use in that aspect. But I agree 100%. Like, yeah, I agree 100%. But you're right. It's, it's every opportunity that we've had... Um, We've we've given mercy, like even even when we revolted, we've given, with the exception of Matt Turner, we've given mercy. We say, you know what, we don't want to do this. Like we don't want to go here. Can we? Even in the Haitian Revolution, they were like, hey, can we have a peace treaty? Like I know I feel y'all, but we don't want to fight. Let's talk about it. Let's move forward. We don't want we don't want this oppression no more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But let us just go on about our way, and it's and it's never. Let let me just go on that way. It ain't never just like yeah. let it go. Like you were wrong. Let it go. Let me exactly. let me keep moving forward. It's 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 a re- it's really it's, odd. Yeah, it's like, very odd. I don't understand. Yeah, it. it's odd. So. Yeah. And I, and I think I think the way he uses my 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 issue with the book is that he really lets white people off the hook. Yeah, he does. You know, with this idea, because I know there's some people who say I've heard some people say that. White supremacy for most white people is a psychosis because because a lot of white people know it's wrong and they don't say anything. So it has to be a psychosis because you're letting this injustice happen and you're not saying anything. You know, you, you don't even be like you. They don't even be like that's not cool. They just be like let me keep it moving. You know, because oftentimes we just want white people to be like yeah you're right that's not cool that's not a good thing. But so we really want y'all to say to acknowledge it. Or like, well, what was the? I was just having a discussion with my sister mm-hmm. about um. Like um, the effects, you know how they do all these studies about um, the effects of slavery and oppression yeah. on African Americans, right? Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen one, or maybe it's out there, on 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 the effects of being the oppressor on white people, not in a like white guilt kind of way, but like, can you imagine? Because I, I looked at a picture of a lynching, and it was a, a white young lady, like a little girl, and she's smiling like. Mm-hmm. You you think that imagery didn't affect her in a negative way, like, in like her psychology and her makeup in a negative way. Seeing a, a literal human being that happened to a literal human being, and everyone who looks like her is cheering that on. Like there have to be there has to be some psychological effects as well to them. I'm gonna take it a step further. I'm- from from and and we have studies about this. We don't we, we we don't we don't even have we have like case studies and we have when you look at like white supremacists mm-hmm. like the hardcore white supremacists. When you talk to people in their family, they're like that person was like the most abusive person I met in my entire life. And 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 mm-hmm. and, and and some some psychologists are saying that they're they're abusive and they make it manifest more. The the, the white supremacy part makes it justifies it to them. Right, yes. and it's and yeah, and it's, it's and, not normal, and it right? affects it affects their community like yeah. and, and, and it never fails even if you just casually talk to somebody because I remember I had a, in the navy I had a friend, um what, he's still a friend to this day shout out to Russell Wilkinson 
and his uncle was in the Klan. Mm-hmm. And and he told me how horrible his uncle was to his cousins, like how yeah. and how he didn't like going over to their house, like he didn't like it. And 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 one time his father was like, "We're not going over there no more. Mm-hmm. Don't hang out with them no more. Like don't even speak to them." This was before cell phones and stuff. So he was like, "Don't even before social media. Like don't even come around." Yeah. And and he told me he, when he was telling me, so I was like, "Wow, he sounded like a really." He was like, "Yeah, he was really abusive, but he was a leader in his community and like." People I'm were like, afraid of him, this? and like, yeah, I'm like, like, how is this? Like, yeah. it, it has to be some effects. Like, y'all, it's it's got to be something well, 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 wrong. It's well, got to be something. Well, wrong. the person that wrote um, "Amazing Grace," right? That was mm-hmm. oh, his yeah. story. Like, yeah. that's his story, right? Yeah. He heard these 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 sounds, and he yeah. was like, and it had a profound effect on him. Mm-hmm. And he, I'm not saying I, I don't want to. We're in the twenty. We're in the twenty first century. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put, but he he through his lyrics, he kind of like that was his therapy, right? Yeah, I was right surprised in, that. Well, you know, a lot of black people don't, don't, don't know, know that. Yeah, don't, don't know that. that was written by a yeah, white people. Yeah, 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 like, we'd be like, that's impossible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's impossible. Because like, it's a beautiful song. I mean, yeah, it is a beautiful it's a beautiful song, song right? And that's even outside right. of the church, it's recognized everywhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, hmm, they're they doing studies on us. This is why you the way you are. Well, what about this? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I, and I, and I, think, I think if they unpeel that and if they unpack that, Cause you know when you think of stereotypes, what you think? When when certain crimes are committed, yeah, you, who you t- think t- did t- it? T- yeah, when, like, who you think did it? You, and I'm, I'm like, there has to be some of that. I'm just saying. We was just, well, we was just well, talking lightly, but I'm just saying like. Well, Franz Fanon's Wretched of the Earth, mm-hmm. right? In, in the back of his book, he has the case studies. Because yes. he was a psychologist. Franz Fanon was a psychologist. Okay. He was not a political scientist. He was a psychologist, and he had some case studies of. The rebels in Algeria and the oppressive police, mm-hmm. and he interviewed both sides, yeah. and he talked about the traumas that both, you know, those that inflicted the pain and the torture and killed innocent people, and then the, the victims. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was that's always that that's why that book has always been. I read I read that book twice, but the most interesting part has been the case studies to me more so than the political science. Mm-hmm. You know, so he, so there you have a actual. Scientific study, and it wasn't racial; it was it was intraracial. Yeah, right. I get it. But so, like, like, yeah. So, come on now. Mm-hmm. It's, quit talking about like I don't know. I feel like things need to be double sided. You need to explore both aspects of it. No, no here, here's why I agree with you with that. Um, because who was it the other day that was saying, you know, you have all these all these people that were, you know, that integrated schools and they were beat up, and then you had by you know by white people and they were chased around. Um, you had people at the lunch counters who, you know, that were that were beat up, right. and they're still alive. But also, the people in the pictures that were assaulting them hey. are still alive, and we don't talk about them, right? We don't, we don't like, we don't talk about, we don't talk about them until, until like they big wigs, and we see a racist picture of yeah. them, and yeah. they pop up yeah. like, yeah. boom, boom, yeah. this is you, this is you. what yeah. you doing? Like, this is you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't talk about we don't that. Talk about that. We don't yeah. say, uh, yeah. you, see, you see that foot right there? Yeah. That belongs to a, another human, a human being that's still alive who believes that was okay. That's there. still alive. But you know what? It was an interview on um, Oprah when she did the, the Freedom Riders um, with... Dang, 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 dang. He just passed. He just passed. John Lewis? Yes. Okay, John, John Lewis. They agree John Lewis, yes. yes. John Lewis. Ooh, brain fart. So they had an interview, and the person who gave him the concussion yeah. went on the show. What? Yes. Word. I got to look that up. I got to look that up. And, and they had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, because I believe John Lewis didn't, you know, press charges or nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I believe he forgave him. And it changed that man's outlook. He mm-hmm. was like clan, everything. And 
and he changed from being a racist <laughs> based off of that encounter wow. of you know forgiveness mm -hmm. from this stranger that he assaulted and I was like wow that's the first time I saw both sides come together got gotcha. you gotcha. but I it, it was it does something like hmm like and and that was of course somebody changing which is probably not that's the best case scenario. that's the best case scenario yeah, 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 yeah. she's gonna find it yeah she's gonna, yeah, she gonna find it she's gonna find it but i was like I, I found that real interesting like that that grace that was shown sometimes um you know how they say killing with kindness sometimes yeah. that actually works mm -hmm. in real life i think i i, I don't want to say i don't want to call it killing with kindness because the whole the whole not you gotta read well, you gotta read John Lewis's book Walking Walking with the Wind because I was I couldn't I can't do that I can't let somebody punch me in the face I can't but when when I read the, his book I was like oh I understand what y'all was what y'all was don't doing logically makes sense that's why no 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 it it makes their their method makes sense this yeah. is that I wouldn't do it mm -hmm. right their method makes sense because what they were saying is that what a lot of people that are doing since that time that are being, hey, we got to be nonviolent is mm -hmm. what they're saying is that if you hit me and then I hit you back, like at a certain point, You're I got to I got to kill you. Yeah. Like I have to kill you. And then your people's got to come and kill me. So it just makes things worse. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not so, saying the, 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 the concept doesn't make sense. I'm talking about another human being hitting you and you accept oh, yeah, that. There, there was a, don't yeah. logically make sense. Yeah, you That's right. why they had to, they, they had, had to, to train. train. They had to train. Yeah. train. And, and he, in his book, he yeah. walks through it. Yeah. He walks through the training. Shout out to, to Ella Baker, because she was in charge of that. That was her job, because mm -hmm. um, she trained all of them. So he actually walks through the training. Like, he walks through, like, like boot camp. He tells you, this is what we did week one. Yeah. This is what we did week two. And he was like, a lot of people failed. A lot of people was like, yo, I can't do this, I bro. Can't take it. Like, they thought they could. And it wasn't like they was getting it from white people. They was getting it from the instructors. So the instructors were like, they were like, I can't do this, bro. Like, like and it wasn't even, they didn't start with the, they started with like, pour sugar on yeah. you, you know, pour hot water on you. And they was like, I can't do this, bro. So a lot of people that started the program quit. You know what I mean? And I was like, I didn't realize that, that people was like, but yeah, but he walks through it, but he, he explains the philosophy behind it. He says, we can't just, we can't just, you know, hurt, hurt and kill people our way out of it. Yeah. It, it's just, we have to figure out a different way, you know? And I was like, oh, I, I respect that position because that's what they were trying to do. It's called moral suasion. They were trying to convince white people yeah. like this is it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. And that was what they were trying to do. And it worked, you uh, know, yeah. yeah, it worked. So, like, and, yeah. and, I, and when you look at the full spectrum of history, technology helped as well. Of course. To see those images and you you somewhere way far off. You don't even live there, but it's on national news. Mm -hmm. And you're a person, you get compelled, like, well, first of all, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Yeah, they're not even yeah. fighting back. Like, they're, they're standing there, like, they're, why are they doing this? To see something and to hear it, two different things. Two different things, things. Two different things. yep. Two yeah. different things. Yep. So you hearing it, oh, okay, okay. You see it on TV, oh, it clicks. Because I remember the, I remember when Ronnie King happened, and... I was in I was in the Navy and you know I would tell I would tell my, my you know my shipmate yo yeah police beat up on us and they they were like whatever dude just like yeah that was just a rites of passage police was harassing you assaulting you like yeah we all had our stories and they were like and you know they knew us as these wild kids they was like y'all was probably doing something that yeah. you weren't supposed to be doing you know but then when that video came out they were like oh maybe you guys have a point right like oh wow a lot of white people were like oh wait a second you know, they say you know what I'm saying yeah so, so like yeah so. 
But and, and, and it goes going back to Clark, that's what birth of a nation, right? So and we know that we know that so the clan was created after the after the Civil War, yeah. right? Um, and then they kind of like around the turn of the century, the 20th century, they kind of lost membership. Mm-hmm. Like it just just you know, just things were different, people were moving around the country, so they lost a lot of membership. But then Birth of a Nation comes out. And it's released and it's promoted, and then you see this surge in membership yeah. from this, right? It promote it, it. It visualizes the lie. Yeah, I have yeah. to save this damsel in, in distress. distress. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? So like, I, I don't know. It's just. Ugh. And then to see the president promoted, it was kind of like, well, like yeah, yeah, he's like official stamp. Like, like, yeah, this is legit. Yeah, it's legit. Like, yeah, yo, yeah. Who you have to watch this? First of all, isn't the film like four hours? No, I think it's two. I think two it's two. I think it's two hours. Yeah, yeah. But back then they had they had back then they had intermission. Okay. Because they had to change. Okay. The tape, they had to change okay. the tape, so they would have like a ten minute intermission. Okay. They would have like uh, commercials in the beginning, and then it would start, and then they'll stop, and then everybody would go get refreshments. Sit that. You think you can see that, that movie? I've I've only seen clips. I've never seen it from beginning to end. I've only seen too, clips. Yeah. But... I've never. I would never watch that. There's there's some movies that I won't watch. Yeah. Like there's some movies that are like I'm good on. I think on. I can sit through that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. So so, but that's one movie Not I know I wouldn't watch. Like, it. like I'm, I'm a pass. I'm just gonna read. Yeah. Actually, I don't know anybody that's other than the film student. Yeah. I don't know anybody that's actually watched it. You know, and I think of the film students that I know, I think they did the cheat sheets. He was like, I'm going to look at the cheat sheets and, <laughs> and say I watched it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're like, I'm not sitting through that. Man, so, like, it's yeah. crazy they can't find another film, though. Like. There's there's plenty of films that they could use that has the same, like, there's plenty of films. Theatrics, you know, okay? You yeah, want horses? Yeah, like. It's, it's so crazy yeah. that that's like a canonized piece of work. Yes. Like. You really put this in the canon? Yeah. And, and and actually, and I want to say that recently I saw like top 100 films of all time and it's up there. It's in that list. Like it's, yeah, it's like in that list. So like how? And it's still there. And it's still there. Like, yeah, it's still like, you can see it. Like, yep. Yeah, it's, 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 it's wild. Like you it's. pick another one. Like you couldn't, you couldn't find nothing. You could find it. There's so many other movies that are like, <laughs> you know, that are brilliantly shot, you know, that were ahead of its time, mm. you know. Um, so like, I don't. I don't get but it. It's that one. I, I mean, that it. speaks to our nation, though. Yeah, yeah. This the one. This the one that's going to go. Because I feel like Citizen Kane is a movie that it should be. I mean, it's part of that. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's a movie. I think that, like, everything that you're looking for, you know, it was ahead of its time. They did a lot of things that weren't done before. They were, it was very grandiose. Um, like, a lot of these, all these directors took from it. All these writers took from it. Like, I think that's a one that we should be using more so than, you know, well, we still got work to do. Work to do. Yes, we still got work to do. Yeah. <laughs> but at the, at the same time, at, at the same time, um, it is something that we need to discuss, yeah. right? Because I know a lot of times people, will, like, for example, like, people will say, well, I can't watch another slave movie. And I'm like, well, um, and, and that's your right if you don't want to, mm-hmm. but we can only go so far back in our history where that's actual fact. Mm-hmm. You know, like, 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 and I know we're going off on a tangent, like Huckleberry Finn, one of my favorite. Tom Sawyer mm-hmm. books, right? Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that book. But they say the N-word like 189 times. Yeah. But you're not going to sit here and tell me that's not how white people talk back then in the South. They, like, that actually happened. 
So this it's an artifact. Like this it's is, a this is it's an artifact. Accurate. It's historically accurate, right? right. We, we but we do want we want to whitewash a lot of things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This this was how it was in this particular time. You gotta this, this is what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. You can't rewrite it. Yeah, you, you can't say you can work on a better future, mm-hmm. but the past and the present that's happening right now, like it's happening. Exactly. Like, you we can only change the future, you know, based off what we do now. But the past is the, the past. past. Yes. You can't try to rewrite that. Like you. That happened. So it's just when you do that, you lose a lot of things and then things start to repeat. Repeat, yes. Yes. Yeah. And and I and I feel you. And it's so because I know you're you're a language arts teacher. Yes. How do you because I know you have books that you have to teach, mm-hmm. but I also notice that you have a lot of books that that you put in the curriculum. Yes. How do you pick those? And I know we're going off on a tangent. I pick books I well, I want to see my um students. My I want my students should be reflected in the literature. I agree, one million percent. Period. Point. Whatever your whatever your demographic is, they're, it should be reflected in the literature. Their yeah. heroes and their villains. Yes. Must look like them. Yeah, I agree. It cannot be overbearing with their heroes not looking like them. I agree. Or their mm-hmm. villains looking like them. There's there's a certain balance. Mm-hmm. So I like to give them choice and build a library of literature that they otherwise wouldn't get exposed to. Gotcha. It'll never be in their curriculum. Mm-hmm. They're never going to pick it. And a lot of times the like given text that they give us, there's another book that's very similar that has a black protagonist or a Latina protagonist. There, there are other books. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So I have to read the literature that's given to me. Yeah, you have no choice. That, yeah. So I have to read it and be like, oh. I know a book like this. Mm-hmm. So I sort of have to stay and read in like adolescent literature. Which know? is dope because um, young adult, YA Lit has turned up in the last 20 years. YA Lit has turned up. There was a time and it was like, this is corny. But then mm-hmm. I read a lot of YA Lit. So it's like, yeah. When yeah. I tell you, so if you have that, you just have to keep reading. Yeah. Sometimes they're duds, sometimes they're good. Yes. But yes. if you have that sort of bank of knowledge, you can pull from it and be like, oh, I know a book that's very similar to this. Mm-hmm. So we're going to read this instead. Like, and who's going to argue with me? Exactly. Because they, they're not going to come down and see. They're not, no, argue no, one's, with me. no one's coming oh, down to see. Yeah. Aren't you reading Tangerine? <laughs> oh, I found something better. <laughs> and my kids actually like it. So yeah. it takes a lot of work on my part because mm-hmm. a lot of the times it doesn't exist. And I have to like create it, but the kids like it better. Yes, as long as they like it, as yeah. long as they're reading and they're mm-hmm. getting, they're getting it. Like they're yeah. getting the, you know, what you got so to teach your language. I think that's where, mm-hmm. where we have to meet them there. We really yeah. do. If we, I, I, it gets on my nerves that they want us to teach stuff that they know they don't like, <laughs> right? And, we, and it's like, well, can we do it in a way where we can make them like it? Like, and I'm not saying we have to have a party every every day. I'm just saying that just making stuff that that they look like. I got a funny antidote. I, I picked a book over the summer, summer school, okay. and we read it. And um, when we was reading the character, they was like, "Hey, yo, this sound like Mr. Rodriguez." <laughs> what was it? Promise you, it was Bronx Masquerade. Okay, Bronx Masquerade. Okay, yeah. They was like, "Hold on," <laughs> you know, like, oh, he from the Bronx. So it was so funny. We were we were judging a book by a cover. We didn't even read the book yet, yeah, right? Okay. It was called Bronx Masquerade. And then um, we read one little excerpt, and it was like, "Yo, this sound like <laughs> the main character looks like Mr. Rodriguez." <laughs> And it was and it was nice because they see people from their community reflected in the books awesome. that That's they awesome. read. That's awesome. So even though they was like it's summer, I don't feel like reading. Yeah. It was like oh, but let me see what's up. Let me see what's up with Mr. Rodriguez. You know? <laughs> so it was. That's good. a lot. That's good. That's dope. Nice. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. So yeah, but um, do you have anything else you want to go before oh. we, we close out? 
Um, no, it's just a really good book. It People is. should read it. It is. Um, if it it gives you um it gives you a feeling of hope, really. Yes. Yes. At the end. So yes. I like when books give me that feeling of hope. Um, and I like when I like happy endings, even though I know that's not how the world goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, me too. Me me too. Me too. I like happy endings. Yeah. Sorry, I can't get off it, but yeah, yeah. um it gives you a feeling of hope with work that still needs to be done. Yes. And I feel like that's how life is. Yeah, because because even if he doesn't continue with a sequel, I do have the sense that, that their work is going to continue. Yeah. Like they still they still have battles to fight. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, wow, like this is really, you know, the yeah. ring shout is still it go it ring shot goes back hundreds of years, but it's something that is still needed, right? Yeah. And I, I love that they talked about the gula, the Geechee. People say Geechee, but the gula culture, like I would love I can't wait to see more and more stories about wrong. that. Gula. Gullah. You can say Gullah. My bad. You can say you can, can? say you can say Gullah. My bad. Okay. You can say Gullah. Yeah. You but I say Gula. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Appalachia, Appalachia. Yeah. So like, like yeah. Woo, I've been saying yeah. it wrong. I've been saying Gullah. People nah, looking nah. at me crazy. No, okay. no, you're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But cool. I, I like that they put them in the story. Um, and I want to see more stories about. Them, hey, yeah, because that's not know? that's not our history books either. It's not. Like, I, and and I, like and I, I will wrong, say wrong. there was a time when there was a time when there was like an anti Gucci sentiment in our community. Right, well, we, we use that. We use that as a derogatory term. Yeah, like yeah. witchcraft or whatever. Yeah. we we um we don't characterize it properly. Exactly, because it's not something that everyone will understand mm-hmm. or venture into. And you know, we're so far removed from a lot of things. Exactly. So you know, they're technically kind of closer to much closer. They they kept a lot of those traditions. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. the traditions that we originally had mm-hmm. before they were you know ripped away and replaced. And, and they had their own communities. Yeah, you know. So like it's like. If it doesn't fit this ideal or this persona that's technically sort of kind of created for us and we create for ourselves, sometimes we just, you know, push it aside, even though some of the things that are with that particular culture show up in the factions or the things that we have made. All the time. All All the time, Like, like, boom, there's these remnants. There's this, I don't know what they call it, starlights. Like, they're there. They're there, yeah. Mm -hmm. They're a part of us in our being, and we sort of can't. I don't know, fully move into it until we explore like, hey, this we still have these connections. Exactly. Even though it's been things have happened to, you know, sever them completely, it was unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. So they're still there. There's still these flashes of who we are in what we are now. And we just have to explore it, accept it, and you know, roll with it and not demean things that we don't understand. understand. Exactly. Exactly. So so I'm again going back to that, I just really thought I'm really glad they brought them in there and I hope to see more stories. You yeah. hear me out there, authors, I hear to see more stories with with the Gullah people. So like yeah. So, so yeah. On a topic. Yeah, there you go. Anything else you want to add on? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna be long winded. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point about podcast. You want people that are long winded. You want people to go off on tangents. Yeah, I, I can talk for I can yeah. talk for days. Yeah, so. that's why we we love podcasts because you can because you know on the radio you had you can only yeah, be on here for four minutes. Time. You gotta yeah. knock it out. Whereas podcast, you can go off on your tangents, you can tell mm-hmm. us your stories, you can add on, you can say, Hey, you know, I didn't really like it. You know, like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. So yep. So um April, where can folks find you if they want to get a hold of you? Is there like a are you on? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're on the Bird app anymore. Excuse me, the X app. I if you're on know. Spills, if you're on Threads, and you want them to find you, I you can, mean, if you have a website, I don't know. I don't have none. Of if that. you have a Cash app, and you want people to send you money so that you can use it in your classroom, like do you, you want to? So yo, I got a I got a Cash app. Okay, 
All right, I she she is an educator, and there's a lot of people out there that be like supporter educators. Well, here is your chance. Well, I do have a cash. <laughs> app. As you said a cash app, I do. Venmo, whatever, whatever you use. Yeah, so. So um, and I usually use it. Um, um, any donation, I use it to buy books. Yes, I know. I know My you do. My library is yeah, massive. Yeah. I have stolen books from a library, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> my library is massive. Yes. Um. So my cash app is. Uh oh. Because well, I did steal a Star Wars book from you that I still haven't read yet. I gotta read it. Bro. Yeah. So like. How you say dollar sign? Yeah, dollar That's sign. Yeah, dollar sign. Do we? Did it? <laughs> okay. Dollar sign. Capital L. Okay. Um. A Y D A Y J A Y. And I know it's a lay day J. Okay, I like that. And that's also my um, my Instagram. Okay, cool. So. Cool. So I, I'm going to put it in the show notes. So even if they hear it, they don't hear it, they can go into the show notes and put it in there. Okay. So definitely. So thank you, April. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me oh, on. Oh, first podcast. We got to like, do it again. We got to do it again. Peace. <laughs> First of all, thank you for listening to where my killer tape at. You could have been anywhere else, but here you are. So I appreciate your support. I know I've been saying this every year, but I'm still trying to sell 100 coffee mugs. Um, the link is in there. It's from Cafe Press. Please support the podcast. I wanted to remain as independent as fuck. Now, if you want to continue the conversation, you can do it on spills or on threads. And just make sure you hashtag where my killer tape at. Killer is spelled K-I-L-L-A. If you want to get a hold of me, I can be found on spills at Dan Trezomi, on brother on Instagram and Threads at Brother Omi, and that's B R O T H E R O M I. Dan Trezomi is spelled D A N T R E S O M I. So definitely support. Go to the website omisbench.com, O M I S Bench B E N C H dot com, and all my information will be on there. Thank you for supporting the show, and we'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>